0: Grab your Bibles. Turn to Proverbs twenty-nine. Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, nineteen. Forgive me. Proverbs nineteen. Didn't sound right. Proverbs nineteen. Uh, we've been going through uh, the book of Proverbs uh, uh, topically, which is unusual for the way we, we approach books of the Bible, uh, but the book of Proverbs sort of lends itself to that approach, and uh, we've looked at wisdom for women and 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 parents and children and marriage and so much else. Uh, Today, we want to look at wisdom for fools. So if you feel really convicted today, um, well, I'll let you finish that sentence. But uh, page 575 of your your pew Bibles, if you don't have one, and stand with me out of reverence for God's Word. We'll just read three verses, but of course, you can tell by your notes, uh, we will be all over the place. In fact, in many senses, what we're going to do is just read the book of Proverbs uh, today. Chapter 19, starting verse one, better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Our Father, as is always, that you would open our entire being, that we would become like Christ. Um, our body and our soul, and we would be G- like Jesus. Uh, and Lord give us the wisdom that he who is greater than Solomon can give. And may I decrease so that you can increase. In the name of your son we pray. Amen.'re seated. I, I will confess to you, I have an interest in things that, um, that, that, that hopefully you see as goofy, and that, that is, I find stories of like dumb criminals. Very entertaining. Can, can I share just a few with you? Like, I spent more time on this than I probably should have, but it was worth every second of it. I, I will confess. In 2013, an Oregon man tried robbing a gun shop armed with a bat, only to find, to his surprise, the, ar- the owner was armed himself with a gun. <laughs> that just, why, why, what were you thinking? Didn't see that script coming. 2010, two Connecticut men called a bank they were about to rob ahead of time and said, "Quotes, get the money ready. (laughs) To their surprise, the bank did not get the money ready. They called the police who were waiting for them. In 2011, a Georgian man robbed a home. There in the middle of the night, while he was in the house, he opened up the woman's laptop, logged onto his Facebook accounts, and did not log off. A little bit down the road, he had parked the getaway car, left the keys in the ignition, left the car running. The homeowner returned home to see someone parked in their car, opened the door, took the keys, found the guy's wallet, and immediately called the police. His identity was not only on the person of of where he parked, but also on the laptop where he left his Facebook account open. And of course, my favorite dumb criminal in history is of course from, not from Florida, but from Kentucky. And I will just give you his title and you can Google the rest. He goes by the name of The Duct Tape Bandits. He is from Ashland, Kentucky. All right, you need to Google him. He robbed a convenience store with duct tape on his head. And uh, I'll just let you do do the rest. But let me give you just one more from a little town called Frankfurt, Kentucky. This was published in the State Journal just a few weeks ago. I'm just going to read you from the State Journal. At 12 a.m. Thursday, deputies were called to a burglary. A caller reported someone was in her house. She said she, she said she couldn't see the person, but that she heard a door open and close. The caller advised she was armed with a candle and sharp tweezers as weapons. Deputies determined it was the caller's cat's. That is not a dumb criminal. I don't know what you would call that. I just couldn't help myself. I saw that screenshot and it says that will come in handy one of these days. Well, I think it's fair to say that foolishness is not in short supply. And it hasn't been since we left the Garden of Eden. And you may have noticed that just in our study of Proverbs thus far, what Solomon likes to do is to do like a compare and contrast. X is this, the opposite Y is that. Therefore, you should be able to figure out as the reader, you should try to be X. And now the number one comparison you will get in the book of Proverbs isn't a surprise to anyone. And that is the contrast between the wise and the fool. Let me give you an example of this just as we begin. Proverbs fourteen eight: the wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Notice again, you have the wise contrasted with the fool. Now, the goal for us, it should be to avoid foolishness in favor of wisdom. And one of the reasons is because what lies at the root of much of our sin is frankly foolishness. And in fact, I would argue that sin is the ultimate act of foolishness. In fact, we saw that in our reading of chapter 19, isn't it? I believe I still have it up there. Uh, chapter 19, better is a poor person who walks in his integrity, the one who is crooked in his speech and is a fool. Desire without knowledge isn't good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Now, we need to be clear that foolishness is not the same thing as sin. Many people can be foolish without committing sin. I remember whenever I was a teenager, I jumped off my friend's house. Why? Why? Because he dared me to jump off the roof of his house. There was no other rationality of it than, than that. That is a foolish thing to do. I don't know if that is a sin or not. I'll, I'll let you moms decide. But, but that was certainly a foolish thing to do. In fact, one of the great challenges of raising boys is essentially to, to, to move foolishness that is usually destructive into something wisdom, which is constructive, right? Uh, boys can do all kinds of foolish things simply because they want to see what will happen. Will it explode? Will it, will it, um, can you put it back together again? Can you do it in slow motion? Can you do it as fast as quickly? Whatever it is. Uh, Folly can sometimes just be dumb. With that said, foolishness left unchecked will often result in sin. And with sin comes guilt and shame and destruction. Again, we can turn to Proverbs to see this. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool. But wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Likewise, chapter 11, whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind, and the fool will be the servant to the wise of the hearts. So then, what is, what is it that, that, that Proverbs has to say to give wisdom to us as fools? Well, as we've seen so far in Proverbs, these, these are not just dramatically of uh, 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 eye-opening insight. They're really just common sense. Here's the first thing we need to see. The wise seek wisdom. I, I, again, I bet you are just blown away. You probably know the a pattern. Every week we've said essentially the same thing. A godly woman seeks godly wisdom, right? Godly parents seek godly wisdom. Uh, a, 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 godly, uh, a wise friend seeks Wise friends, right? We, we've said this virtually every week, and that is, there's certainly a reason for that. Wisdom is not something you are born with. You are born with foolishness, if you haven't noticed. Any parents here who need to elbow your children? Any wives here who need to elbow your husbands? Any husband? Well, <laughs> in, moving on. We are born fools in this fallen world. Therefore, we must seek wisdom, and we are promised if we who seek, we will find it. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Same thing in, 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 in later on in chapter 12. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. And we usually give them TV shows or at least uh, large followings on TikTok. Every prudent man, he says in chapter 13, acts with knowledge, but a fool flaunts his folly. A fool flaunts his folly folly. Now, what is a fool? What is a fool? Well, Proverbs gives us uh, two examples of what a fool is. Chapter 14, fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. Notice the difference there is that one makes a mockery of the means of atonement. The other does not. Likewise, chapter 28, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Notice the the role that, as we'll see later, humility plays in all of this. Now, there are a number of myths when it comes to wisdom, myths that have pervaded history from the beginning even to today. Let's look at a few of these, can we? First of all, age equals wisdom is a myth age equals wisdom. Now, it's often that is the case, right? As a general rule, if I have to choose between someone who's lived a few more decades and someone else, there's a good chance those with greater experience have greater wisdom. You go to your workplace right now, and someone who's been there one week is uh, probably lacks the knowledge and discernment of the job than someone who's been there for 40 years. Uh, Every young minister has to learn this, right? Every young minister comes into a church and they think that that they overestimate what they can do in one year. They underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I remember as a youth pastor thinking I can come in here and I can fix all the church's problem in no time simply because I arrived, right? That's foolishness. And and so with wisdom often becomes, uh, with age often comes wisdom. That's not always the case. There are plenty of well-experienced fools that run and operate the world today. Secondly, the myth is that intellect, uh, or education rather, equals wisdom. Education equals wisdom. If I have the degrees, I must be wise. But the Bible is very clear. There is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom. There are a lot of smart people. Who make a lot of poor choices. Who are fools. What is it that Paul put? Proclaiming to be wise. That is, we give them PhDs. They prove to be fools. Thirdly, intellect equals wisdom. If not only knowledge is different from wisdom, so is, we must see that discernment is, is, is separate here, that we, we need to see that the wise are discerning, but intellect, being smart and having degrees and, and all the rest, doesn't necessarily guarantee wisdom. This it that Solomon wrote in chapter 15, the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feed on folly. Notice there, the seeking of knowledge, the seeking of wisdom, the seeking of discernment. So then what does the wise look like? How is it that he seeks out wisdom? Well, first we need to see is that the wise fear the Lord. The wise fears the Lord. Again, this isn't new. We, we've said this virtually every week. Proverbs 1.7 is crucial here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Why do they despise wisdom and instruction? Because they do not fear the Lord. Same thing is said there in chapter 9. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Notice, it isn't age, intellect, and education is the source of wisdom. It is the fear of the Lord. Now, I think in Proverbs, we could argue that the words wisdom on the one hand and the fear of the Lord on the other hand are essentially synonyms. Let me give you a few examples. Proverbs ten twenty seven: The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. Same thing in chapter fourteen: The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may turn away from the snares of death. Notice how, how how the fear of the Lord sounds a lot like wisdom there, and when you think about wisdom, it sounds a lot like the fear of the Lord. Both are related, and this is true even beyond proverbs. There is a correlation we see throughout Scripture between faith. And wisdom, discipleship and discernment, godliness and understanding. Not only that, but as we saw last week, the wise seek godly friendships. The wise seek godly friendships. Again, we we spent an entire week on this last week's no point to, to, to spend more time on necessary. Just to quote one of our main verses whoever walks with the wise becomes wise? But the companion of fools will suffer harm. So if it is wisdom you are seeking, it begins with faith and must move quickly to fellowship, friendship. The wise surround themselves with the wise. Fools surround themselves with fools. Thirdly, and again, we've looked at this before, the wise honor godly parents. I remember like my first year I ever coached, it was like little eight, nine, 10-year-olds, right? Just little kids. And, and I had a player who was just stubborn, wouldn't listen to a word I said, just a little kid, right? And, and I remember at one point I looked at him and I said, do you think it is possible I know more about this sport than you do? Then act like it. You're running around, right? And you have no idea what you're doing. I'm trying to tell you what it is you can do to actually be a half-decent player, Right? It's amazing how we walk into the world thinking, I've got it all figured out. But a godly man, a wise man will honor godly parents. Proverbs fifteen five, right? A fool despises his father's instruction. Whoever heeds reproof is prudent. Maybe some of you kids here need to realize that your parents may know a thing or two. Or maybe you students need to know. Maybe your parents can, can perceive things uh, through a lens that maybe you're not able to. Young adults and even adults, maybe with, with, with years of experience and in their love for you, maybe there is things we can learn there. And the wise will honor godly parents. Fourthly, the wise will learn from their mistakes. So if it's, if it's wisdom you're seeking, one of the best places you can look to see what not to do is probably you. The wise learn from their mistakes. Proverbs twenty six eleven. I had a t-shirt with this because I was a weirdo in high school. Like a dog that returns from his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. What a graphic way to say that, that, that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. By the way, that's the definition of the biblical fool. We as a society, I think it's clear, we are guilty of this sort of foolishness. We know, and science can attest, that strong families build strong communities. And yet we seem to be going out of our way to, to do the opposite. We know that experimenting with children is poor for their physical, spiritual, and mental health. Yeah, that's exactly what we're wanted to do. We know that hate and violence, regardless of its form or justification, is bad. Yet we seem to want to double down on it and are surprised at the results. The wise learn from their foolishness. Well, it's not just that the wise seek wisdom in Proverbs. We also need to see, secondly, finally this morning, is that the wise walk in wisdom. They walk in wisdom. Wisdom. And again, this contrast is, shows up all over the place in the book of Proverbs. And, and they're so simple, right? They don't, most of them don't need a whole lot of uh, detail or insight. So what does, what does godliness look, at least in this context? We'll have more to say about it, Lord willing, next week. Here are some basic principles that contrast the wise and the fool. First of all, the wise are meek, but fools lack self-control. They lack self-control. Again, foolishness is not in short supply. Proverbs 27, 3, the stone, A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. A man of quick temper acts foolishness, foolishly, and a man of evil despise, devices hatred. Right? So, so notice there, it is a lack of self-control. Provocation is a lack of self-control. A man given to a quick temper and anger, lack of self-control. Same thing in chapter 20. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife. That's the wise man. But every fool loves drama and quarreling. They love a good fight. Something to be complaining about, right? You ever meet these people? Most of them are online, right? Probably right now. Be not wise in your own eyes, chapter 3 says. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It's very clear, isn't it? Or what he says in chapter 8. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Notice there how pride and arrogance are connected to evil. I don't know, that makes sense. You just read the whole Bible. The wise are meek, but the fool lacks self-control. Secondly, Wise are humble, but fools are arrogant. We've already seen this, haven't we? Chapter 14, verse 16. One who is wise and is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. Same thing in, in, uh, earlier. By the mouth of a fool comes a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Or chapter, 20, uh, chapter 26. Yes. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than him. Notice there, there is a level that is lower than a fool. (laughs) That is an arrogant fool. That is a super fool, if you want. Now, one of the best tests, I think this is something that's really stuck out to me this week. One of the best tests of meekness and humility you can have in your life right now, one of the best tests you can have is to ask yourself, can I receive correction from others? Am I someone that someone can lovingly pull me aside and say, look, I think we can do better here. I think there's, we can go another direction Or I've been following you here and I see a pattern that is dangerous, right? Can you receive that sort of correction from someone in love? Well, Proverbs says that the wise can, but the fool can't. Why? Because the wise are humble and the fool is arrogant. For example, the wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. There it is. Mic dropped, right? Chapter 23, do not speak in the hearing of a fool. He will despise the good sense of your words. Or chapter nine, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. He who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Chapter 17, a rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding, that is the wise, than a hundred blows into a fool. Finally, chapter 12, verse 1, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. There it is. I mean, can you get more plain and simple than that? Even those of us from Rural County can figure out what is being said here. And I do think it is worth us pausing and considering. Am I such a person? One of the things I've found in years of ministry experience, of course, years of experience doesn't mean wisdom, right? But what I've learned in years of ministry experience is a true believer is one who welcomes true discipleship, the shredding of the old man and putting on the new man, and that takes help from other believers, the local church. Those who don't stick around are usually those who are the complete opposites. Are you someone who can receive correction? And that is true not just not for your, your faith. It's true across the board in all of our walks of life. If you cannot receive correction, we can never improve and be better. Thirdly, the, and the third way that the wise walk in godliness is that the wise are quick to listen Fools are quick to speak. In other words, this is perfect for a social media world, isn't it? If your first reaction to everything is to blab about it online, you're in one of these two categories. You want me to tell you which one? Right? The wise is quick to listen, fools are quick to speak. Again, there's multiple examples of this. Chapter 17: even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligence. Chapter 18, a fool's lips walk into a fight and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul. Can you you just get more plain and simple than that? Chapter 10, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for a lack of sense. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims false. I love that. Conceals knowledge, waits patiently for uh, to speak. I'm willing to bet you know people in your life they don't say much, but when they do speak, everyone listens. I am also willing to bet you know people in your life they talk a lot, but no one listens. It's the difference between the wise. And the fool, chapter 17, fine speech is not becoming to a fool. Still less is a false speech to a prince. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Maybe that's the verse our country needs to listen to. So the wise are quick to listen. Fools are quick to speak. And I'm willing to bet none of this is is just brand new there's you, you've read your Bible, you've sat in church, or, or you've just, you just have godly, good people around you. There is nothing we have said here today that is just, just new, is it? If for some reason we struggle to, to pursue wisdom, we struggle to demonstrate wisdom in godliness. Why? Because foolishness comes natural for man, but not wisdom. Wisdom is something we must grow in. And pursue. Well, I think it's clear that if the fear of the Lord is the key to wisdom, and Solomon made that very clear in this book, and really the entirety of the Bible, then faith in Christ is the source of that wisdom. I do believe there is correlation between a society that embraces the gospel and grows in wisdom, and a society that rejects the gospel increases in foolishness. In fact, I think Jesus hints at this in the Gospels. Remember what he said in Matthew 12, and this is in the synoptics as well. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, right? Of course, that is the Queen of Sheba who comes and sees Solomon's kingdom. We read that recently in our uh, daily readings uh, of our Recipleship 180 book. But she will uh, condemn this generation, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Of course, notice Jesus is talking to the Jews who have the wisdom of Solomon right there in front of them. If only they would pursue and perceive his wisdom. And then notice how he concludes, Behold, there is someone here who is greater than Solomon. Notice what Jesus just said there. If if it is wisdom that you seek, and I pray it is, there's enough foolishness to go around. If it's wisdom you seek, it can only be found in the person of Christ, who is the true and greater wisdom and embodies all that Solomon had said and done. So if it is wisdom you seek, you will find it in Christ. Seek Christ, and there you will find wisdom. Follow Christ. And there you will walk in the godliness of the God-made flesh. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father asks that you,